0: Hello everyone, and welcome to The Laws of Stan. My name is Stanley Ropaport, and I'm the host of this, of this podcast, aiming to shed light on the application of mathematics in the industry. The essence of this podcast revolves around exploring the impact of mathematics on various industries without delving into complex computation. The aim is to show how mathematics serves as a common language underlying problem analysis, definition, and resolution in diverse fields. So if mathematics scares you, and if you think this interview is not suitable for you, don't worry, we will take it step by step. So today, for our third episode, we will talk about the application of mathematics in the sports industry, and particularly football. And we will try to understand the basics of the mathematical reality behind it, trying to simplify it as much as possible. And what better way to talk about mathematics in football than by hosting a data scientist of Mino Raiola, a world-famous football agent who sadly passed away last year. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Stephen Gallagher, data science, scientist at Rayola. Mr. Gallagher, right, thanks I'm for having me. Very happy to have you today for this third episode. So, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, doing well. And yourself?
0: All good. All good. Um, so, with, without further ado, could you please introduce yourself a bit and provide some insight in your background prior to assuming your current role?
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, my name is Stephen Gallagher, and I'm a data scientist for Raiola. We're a football agency, and my background is in maths and statistics primarily. So I have a bachelor's degree in actuarial science, which is essentially the maths behind insurance. And it's heavily focused on statistics and calculus, as well as some financial theory and risk analysis. And I then did a master's in data science and operational research, which I know you're very familiar with, Stanley. And Um, that's where I started learning about coding and machine learning, which I, I really enjoyed. And at this time, I was becoming more and more obsessed with Fantasy Premier League, which is an online fantasy game where you manage a team of Premier League players and you get to earn points on their performances in actual matches. And I realized how much statistics played a role in being successful at the game. So I started using my coding to try and gain an advantage. And I had a lot of success doing so. But while I was doing this, I was working for the London Stock Exchange. And safe to say, I wasn't really enjoying it. It wasn't lighting my fire. So I started looking for jobs in football, mainly sort of data analyst roles at football clubs. And I wasn't getting any traction for months until I did a few coding projects, I stopped them on my CV as well as my fantasy Premier League ranks. And I eventually landed a gig at a London-based football agency called World in Motion. And I worked there for the best part of a year until I got the call from Loyola, which I obviously jumped at the chance to work for such a big name in football. And yeah, that's
0: us, us all caught up. Okay, wow. So I guess if you're interested in fantasy Premier League, you, you might uh, make it a career. That's for our listeners. Um that probably put Haaland as their triple captain this weekend. um, um, Now, in terms of your uh, current role, I just introduced you as a data scientist at Rayola. Could you uh, elaborate a bit on the specific responsibilities you have within the organization?
1: Yeah, of course. So my responsibilities involve analyzing player performance data to evaluate our current players, as well as identify new talents and try to predict the future performance of players. And I also analyze the the football transfer market to spot trends in player values and help the agency make some informed decisions about which players to pursue, when to buy or sell, and also how to negotiate contracts and try to get the best deals for our players. And in tangent with that, I also do team analysis to identify which teams are best suited to our players and vice versa. So when we meet with clubs, we're suggesting players that make sense with what their playing style
0: and tactics are. Um, Okay, so could you explain a bit um, what's the role of a data scientist, like what it entails and why it is essential in today's sports Uh industry?
1: Yes, so in today's day and age, if you're not using data, you're falling behind. And a lot of clubs and agencies are starting to pick up on this. Obviously, at the end of the day, football is played on grass. So Data can only get you so far, especially in the context of player scouting. But if you use it in the right way and combine statistical analysis with a team of scouts that know what to look for, you can obviously save a lot of time and really gain an advantage from a player recruitment perspective. And for the sports industry as a whole, I'd say leveraging data just gives an edge to teams to make more informed decisions and ultimately enhance their chances of success from a recruitment perspective and also from a tactical and team strategy side as it enables coaches and managers to better understand their players' performances, try to optimize their lineups and try to identify patterns and weaknesses in both their own teams and their opponents.
0: Thanks a lot for all this great introduction, Uh, very insightful. Let's now delve deeper into the mathematical aspects of your role. To begin, could you clarify the specific areas of mathematics you work with when you analyze uh, a player's profile? Uh, I believe data collection is a a crucial step. So could you elaborate on the mathematical processes involved in uh, like, data acquisition, uh, data cleaning and integration?
1: Yeah, of course. So when analyzing a player's profile, the uh, descriptive stats are generally used to summarize and present the player data, such as, you know, goals scored, assists, pass accuracy, percentage of duels won. And at this stage, you don't want to... you just
0: explain what descriptive statistics is?
1: Yes. So that's any sort of statistic that we can uh, basically put on a plot. I'd say that's how I like to how to describe it. So... It's not uh, anything too intense in terms of the technical side of things. It's, uh, it's just at the exploratory data analysis side of, uh, of the data.
0: Data, and, like evaluating um, over time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically looking at their historical uh, data. So how many, say, goals per 90 would be a big one, especially for strikers or any attackers that we want to uh, have that side of their game. Assists which we can look at to evaluate a player's creative potential and then pass accuracy. I suppose that'd be for any player on the pitch. You'd want them to be able to pass the ball. Uh, And then percentage of duels won. This is one that we'd obviously look at uh, midfielders and defenders to be really high in percentage of duels won. Um, But at this stage of the, of the process, we don't want to complicate things too much. It's more about gaining a a general understanding of the player's playing style and trying to present it in a way that's, I'd say digestible to anyone without needing a strong technical understanding of the, of the data side of the, of, the, of the game. So this usually involves uh, observing the player's stats visually, whether it's with a radar plot or a pizza plot. Um, so yeah. A pizza plot? Yeah, this is just another way of uh, visualizing a, a player's stats. So it looks kind of like a pizza. It's a circular diagram that each uh, stat is on a percentile basis for a certain segment of the plot, like a, like a slice of pizza.
0: Okay. So this is all like um, simple um, mathematics, let's say when it comes to um, data acquisition, but um, I assume statistical analysis plays like a fundamental role in your profession. So how do you utilize statistics to I- identify the KPIs that correlate with player success? Do you also employ descriptive, descriptive um, statistics?
1: Yes, yes, of course. So this is where the domain knowledge, I'd say, comes into play when we're determining the KPIs for each player. As we know that attacking players who score and create chances, they're the most valuable, but this differs significantly on a positional basis as the KPIs for a center back will differ from a full back, even though they're right next to each other on the pitch. We measure their performances in different ways. So for example, a center back they're assessed by their defensive ability as that's what their role is on the pitch so stats like percentage of duels won aerials do du- aerial duels won interceptions and tackles but we're also seeing this trend in the modern game that favors elite passers of the ball so center backs who can find what we call line breaking passes through the midfield that progress the ball up the pitch quickly these type of players are very in fashion now compare that to a fullback and especially a so-called modern fullback who's expected to create chances and provide assists
0: like, just as and, much like, as... A, or a, or yes, exactly. A, yeah,
1: So he'd be kind of the, the stereotypical modern fullback, someone who can get forward and uh, whip a ball in and hopefully get ahead a on the end of the ball and find the back of the net. So they're expected to provide these chances just as much as their midfield and forward counterparts. So in essence... We're measuring each player on a positional basis and their success can only be measured fairly in that way.
0: Okay. So when it comes to predicting a player's potential performance or like um, a future success uh, based on historical data, do you also employ machine learning algorithms? If so, could you explain the mathematical principles behind these processes and how you implement them?
1: Yes. So machine learning, it's obviously a very powerful tool, especially from a recruitment perspective. And it works by learning the patterns and relationships in the data, which the algorithm can then use to make predictions about the player's future performance. So, for example, a linear regression model might be used to predict a player's future goal tally for the season based on their past scoring rate. So goals per 90, expected goals per 90, and so on. While a classification model could be used to predict whether a player will be above or below a certain performance threshold that you can determine internally. And in terms of the mathematical principles behind these processes, the key step is understanding what it is you want to predict. So, in the case of a supervised machine learning algorithm, we first need to identify the target variable that we're trying to predict. So, for example, a FIFA rating from the video game, each player is given a rating based on their perceived level of ability and we can use a player's real-life performance data to predict their FIFA ratings. And this usually involves a regression model, which work by establishing a relationship between the target variable we want to predict, in this case, the FIFA ratings, and then the predictor variables, such as the goals, assists, pass accuracy, all to make predictions and estimate the values for the target variable based on the given inputs. So in your profession,
0: um, linear uh, regression is key, and it's mainly between two variables like it's bi bivariable?
1: Um, that was more of just an example uh, throughout the machine learning process we'll try multiple models and we'll use different measurements to assess which model is the most accurate so a uh, linear regression model it may be it is the most basic what we'd call the baseline model that we'd be using so it's one that we'd try to see how it performs but at the end of the day i'd say there's a lot more uh you know nuanced models that we can use as long as they're applicable to the problem at hand uh we'll we'll go with those
0: okay um, player valuation for me has always been a fascinating topic in the football industry and particularly during transfer season because I've always been uh, interested in knowing how uh, the 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 valuation of a player can be done so I was interested in that and I would like to ask you, how do you mathematically determine a player's value and what strategies do you use to navigate the market and assign price tags to players? Are advanced mathematical models part of your approach?
1: Yeah, so determining a football player's value, it involves analyzing practically every single aspect of their career from their performances, their age, their injury history, the market demand, and also their current contract length. And this question sets itself up perfectly for something like a machine learning algorithm, which you can give a definitive target variable, in this case, a player's price tag, and predict it using historical data from previous transfer fees and those other metrics I mentioned. And the strategies used to navigate the market and assign price tags include analyzing comparable transfers. In other words, looking at players with similar profiles and Also assessing the team needs and negotiating contracts based on all these factors.
0: So when you talk about machine learning models, um, do you create them yourself or are you using a platform or something like that?
1: Yeah. So my background uh, basically allows me to build these machine learning algorithms in Python is what I use primarily. And yeah, we do it all in-house.
0: Okay. 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 Um, so, do you also use mathematical optimization techniques to find best lineups or a strategy for a team?
1: Yeah, so this isn't an area that we normally go into, but it is something that I've read up on other clubs and coaches using. Um, so it's not a topic that I'm very familiar with as from the agency side of things, we're not especially involved in the tactical approach to each game. so on a game by game basis, uh, I do know that certain teams, if they have the people in-house in their data team to do so, they'll use that to predict what the other team's lineup will be, as well as what's their optimal lineup from a tactical perspective.
0: So so in your job, it's more about uh, scouting players and uh, analyzing the, the, the players you, you, you handle?
1: Yes, precisely, Yeah. So we wouldn't be looking too much into the tactical side of things, except for when we're looking at where we want to send our players and if the club fit is right for them.
0: And do you share those uh, those data with them when you when you try to find a model to analyze their uh, uh, predicted performances?
1: So this isn't something that we'd show to the players unless they asked for, because a lot of them maybe don't want to see that side of the game or they're not interested. It is something that we'd use, especially internally. Um, and, and we'd show clubs these kind of things, but we'd show it in a digestible way. Uh, preferably, visibly would be the best way to show these clubs. Um, and that's how we approach it.
0: Okay. Um, we've talked a lot about statistics and uh, data collection, data analysis, uh, prediction models using statistics. But are there any other mathematical aspects of your job that we haven't discussed yet? C- and can we say that your work therefore relies more on statistics and probabilities.
1: Yes, yes, I would completely agree with that. My job is definitely heavily involved in statistics. And one interesting part of my role that I guess we haven't discussed, and it is a new area for me, it's the use of machine learning and stats for the commercial side of the game. So brand deals, essentially. And by analyzing a player's you know, social media activity, fan engagement, and certain market trends, we can gauge the public perception and the popularity of a player, and then use this to strategically negotiate brand deals that align with the player's image and try to maximize their commercial value.
0: C- could you give a more ex- a more precise example of this?
1: Um, yeah, so I- I'm not sure if I can with uh, with uh, our current players, but yeah, I'm not sure if my boss would want me to go into detail.
0: Okay, okay, no worries. <laughs> but if you can come up with. Uh... Uh, an example that you imagine?
1: Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, of course. So for example, a brand approaches one of our players. Uh, we want to be able to determine based off historical deals, what is the right asking price, the value of our player, their intellectual property, and how we can basically negotiate that that brand deal. Uh, that is the best way for our player to, to maximize their commercial value. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and do you think that Data analysis, uh, like all the predictions that you make to 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 predict, like basically everything in in a uh, football players uh, p- players uh, performances. Do you think it's actually uh, working as planned in general?
1: Yeah, I think it's something that the industry is. It's starting to get used to. Obviously, data is a new thing in football. It has been around for a, a couple of years, but it's really growing uh, exponentially and. It's starting to become more and more, I guess, accepted within the industry, uh, how important data plays a role from the player profiling side of things. It really speeds up that process. There's always the eye test that we need. We're never going to show a club or even show our scouts a player just based off their stats. We do need to, to watch the player and see them with our own eyes so we get a feel for how they play and hopefully the statistic backs it up.
0: Do you think it's in football that uh, data analysis is being the the most used?
1: I do think that the uh, overstate side, the Americans have really got a head start in terms of using it in baseball and American football and basketball. Sorry, what was that?
0: Like in Moneyball, the movie. Exactly, yeah.
1: They sort of pioneered it, I guess. So uh, we're we're doing a bit of catch-up. And uh, every sport sort of has its own dynamics, which make data interesting in different ways and applicable in different ways so i would say that the the size of football how much people are how many people are interested in it how many people follow football and people like me who want to work in football we will that uh, we will catch up and, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be ahead in, in the next few years
0: okay okay i i, I trust you and i i believe uh, i believe in your uh in your capacities <laughs> um But anyways, Stephen, thanks thanks a lot for shedding light on the abstract uh, world of of, uh, data analysis in football and explaining how mathematics play a crucial role uh, in your field. Um, But now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about your uh, future and career, if you don't mind. So firstly, what does it take to become a top data analyst uh, at one of the major organizations specializing in player scouting?
1: Yeah. So in order to be a top analyst, I'd say you need to have a good combination of technical skills. So the ability to code and understand the statistical models that you're implementing is obviously really important. But on top of that, and arguably more importantly, is the understanding of the game and understanding how your skill set can be of value to your team is really important. So that football knowledge really comes into play when talking about these top analysts. They need to have a good, what I call, football IQ. Like,
0: okay, okay. But is a strong mathematical background uh, and mathematical skills essential? Or is it more uh, important to have a good understanding of the theoretical aspects?
1: I would say that having a strong mathematical background, uh, it, it is essential. It is one of those things where you can... At these days with Python and how advanced coding is becoming, you can plug in your data and it spits out a number. But unless you're able to interpret the model and what it's actually doing, uh, it's not going to be of much help. And I do think an understanding of the the theoretical aspects of what the model is doing is sufficient. You don't need necessarily to be able to memorize and write out the exact mathematical equations that you're model is producing but it is a it is a good thing to have that in your locker
0: i've been meaning to ask you this question since the beginning of the interview but i i guess i i know the answer from your uh, enthusiasm but do you enjoy your job and could you envision yourself pursuing this for the rest of your career
1: yeah i'm happy you asked because i absolutely love my job and i do say this all the time that if i wasn't doing this as a job I'd be doing it anyways in my spare time because it does feel like a hobby to me most days, which is incredibly fulfilling. And yeah, there's always something new around the corner and it really keeps me on my toes, which I love. There's always something to learn and I can't see myself pursuing anything else necessarily for the rest of my career, honestly. it is. I did, uh, I did land in a, in a good one.
0: Can I ask you which team you support? And if sometimes you have like a conflict of interest when uh, evaluating a player,
1: yeah, so I support a few teams. Uh, obviously, I'm from Dundalk, so Dundalk FC in Ireland is my local team. I support Austin FC in the MLS, which my brother plays for. And uh, my big team is Man United. We're we're going through uh, some tough times at the moment, but seen, I'd say I the biggest the conflict of interest is with my fantasy team when That's one of my players is playing Man United and I, if they score, you know, I don't know whether to celebrate or not.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So... so, so, so. When there is a a game against uh, Manchester United, you, you're not biased if uh, one of the player is uh, is uh, yours from Rayola.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, secretly, I I want them to do well. I wouldn't tell my other Man United friends that, and they'd be well aware. But yeah, I, I always like to see our players doing well.
0: Okay, so in conclusion, in conclusion, sorry, could could you offer a, a piece of advice to a young student or a, a recent graduate who aspires to? dive deeper into this exciting field
1: yeah happily so if you're a fan of football and a fan of data i'd recommend going on google and finding a football data set to play around with whether it's some fancy premier league data or a fifa data set you find off kaggle there's loads of great resources out there just dive head first and see what catches your attention because there's so much to explore in the realm of football data and it's growing and growing every year. And it's arguably still in its infancy. So now is a better time than ever to get stuck in.
0: Thanks a lot, Stephen. It was a great and insightful interview. Uh, and Thanks a lot to all the listeners. Um, I hope I will see you in the episode four because this is the end of episode three. Uh, see you soon in the laws of Stan.